together. Happy New Year. Boy, am I glad to be here. God is good, I'm telling you. The goodness of God, the uh, song that was sung by the praise team, is was one of my worship songs, Mary Jo and I, while I was hospitalized. And, you know, this was I'd play this thing at 3 in the morning, and it was just one of those things that I really loved. I'm going to be giving you a sermon today that I was going to give you November 27th, but God had different ideas. And the reason being, it was, it, it was going to be the end of the messages on Thanksgiving, on our true reason for being thankful, for being gracious. And as we start out this brand spanking new year, January 1st, New Year's Day, it is my desire that you and I all together focus on Jesus and Jesus alone. Don't worry about all that other stuff that's going on out there. It's going to happen. You know, dogs are going to bite people. People are going to bite dogs. <laughs> and it's going to be reported, okay? But God is at, on the move in this world today. You saw some of the mission reports. And I'm so excited about what God is doing, not only in my life, but in the life of this church family and throughout this world. We are, there's never been a time that is more exciting to serve the Lord Jesus Christ than right now. If you hear anything contrary to that, don't listen to it. Because God is on the move. Alright? Stand with me. I'll be in 2 Corinthians 9. The greatest gift is the title of this message. I'm going to back it up to verse 6. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows generously will also reap generously each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times having all that you need you will abound in every good work as it is written they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourself, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you... Their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Amen. Let's pray. Amen. Our most gracious Father, 
There is no way that we can outgive you. There is no way that we can ever match the matchless grace that abounds with each and every one of us through Jesus Christ. Lord God, thank you for who you are, for what you have done in this past year, for what you are doing now, more importantly, what you will accomplish yet in the days ahead, and that you have chosen to use us to bestow your grace through to others, Lord, is just beyond comprehension. Thank you. Open our hearts to your love, your grace, Lord, to your truth. Give us the wisdom to act on it, whatever that might be. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Be Please be seated. <clears throat> I want to tell you that this particular letter, when you read the 8th, ninth chapters of 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul is encouraging the church at Corinth to take up offerings for the mother church in Jerusalem. Now, this Christian church in Jerusalem has Paul's heart, of course. And yet, because of their turning toward Jesus Christ and turning out of the Jewish faith, they were being ostracized by the Jewish community in Jerusalem. And so these Gentiles, these non-Jews in Macedonia there at Corinth, were being encouraged by Paul and others to take up offerings, to be sacrificial in your offerings, to extend it. And Paul said, when I come, when I get there to Corinth, I will gather that offering. I won't ask you again, but I will gather whatever you have given, and I will carry that in full to the congregation there because they are in desperate need. So these Macedonian Christians gave sacrificially for these Christians in Jerusalem. They're giving, he uses the analogy of giving is like a seed. Whoever sows uh, sparingly will reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will reap generously. I think anybody that's been around farming understands that concept. We, we sow the, a number of seeds. We have more fruit, more vegetables, more uh, harvest. When we sow sparingly, we have a sparing harvest. It's the law of sowing and reaping. Galatians 6, 7 says, A man reaps what he sows. Whatever we sow, we reap. Or some have said it's the law of echoes. We get back what we send out. It comes back to us. But it comes back to us as believers in huge proportion. I want to give you four benefits of giving. This is not a tithing sermon. When I talk about giving, we're talking about time, talent, material possessions as well. It benefits us. Look what he says there in verse 7. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart. Give what you have decided in your heart. The King James Version says, purposed in your heart. That word literally means to choose or to, to decide beforehand. To choose or to decide beforehand. When we come to God, chapter 8 tells us that they presented themselves first to the Lord before they presented themselves to the world. Well, we do that in our own lives, and 
we, we come to that place on a daily basis, not just on January 1, not just through some kind of New Year's resolution, but on a daily basis, we present ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ first and foremost before we go out into the world. And we say to the Lord, whatever it is that you want us to do, however it is that you want us to give, well, you've, you know what our time is. You know what our talents are. You've given those, our spiritual gifts. You've given us these things. You've given us our material possessions. Lord, allow us to use it for your glory. And he says, not reluctantly or under compulsion. Not reluctantly. We don't need to be sad givers. You know? Nobody's twisting your arm to give financially to this church. Now, God will twist it. I'm not going to. I don't know who gives what. I've never seen a tithing uh, a contribution record. I have no knowledge. I want to set that record straight. Uh, sometimes I don't even know what I'm giving. <laughs> but that, that having been said, we don't give reluctantly. We don't give... Sadly, because we feel like, like uh, it's just something that we have to do or, or maybe we're being pressured into it. And he says, don't give reluctantly uh, or under compulsion. Don't be a mad giver. Some people give through clenched teeth, you know. People pass the hat or pass the offering plate or, or, or in a gathering they ask, you know, uh, we, there's a need here, so-and-so's doing it. You see somebody pull out a $10 bill and you say, well, I feel like I've got to match $10. I'd rather give a dollar. And so you give through clenched teeth. That's not what he wants. He said the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Now he'll take from a grump. <laughs> but he loves a cheerful giver. Now that word cheerful in the Greek is that word hilarion, which is what we get the word hilarious from. I hope you see the image. You give because you're excited about giving. Some of you, I've, I've watched you with that spirit of joy and hilarity give to others. You give your time, you give your attention, you give your talents. You, sometimes you give of your financial resources, but you give it not grudgingly. You, you're not a sad giver. You're not a mad giver. You're a glad giver. Amen. And so... We want our spirit to be one that doesn't give grudgingly or under compulsion, but gives freely because of what God has done in our lives. We give cheerfully. Proverbs eleven twenty four puts it this way. One person gives freely, yet gives even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. Luke 6, 38, Jesus said, Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. We give because that's who we are. We're believers. Giving is not something we do. It is something we are. We're givers. And if you've got that Ebenezer Scrooge still rambling around in your head that Christmas spirit that he even came to know 
should become a part of your mentality. It solidifies our Christian testimony to give freely because this is not what the world would do. The world wouldn't go out and give without any expectations of any return on that investment. We who are believers know just the opposite. We give because it really, after a while, it feels good. It feels good. And you know that God has given us the abundance to give so that out of this abundance we give. The church at Corinth gave out of their poverty. We give. It wins the love and the prayers of others. So it benefits us. It benefits the Lord. Look at verse 11 and 12. He says, Through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. And then in verse 12, he says, the, the needs of the Lord's people is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. We give to God. Prayers of thanksgiving to God. They know, people learn that we are Christ followers. We are believers of Jesus Christ. We believe in Him with everything that's in us. And as a result of that faith, that belief, that discipleship that we follow Jesus Christ, we give. And they know that. We give because of our faith in the Lord. It's see, they see our deeds and glorify God. What did Jesus say in Matthew 5, 16? Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And what? Glorify you? No. And glorify your Father who is in heaven. Amen. We do these things so that God is glorified. And the more that we glorify the Lord, the more that we bless the Lord, the more that, that His glory is shown through us, and the more that He blesses us. And these blessings aren't necessarily physical or tangible. The, these blessings come in so many things that sometimes they come in different forms of return through our heart, through our joy, through our satisfaction, through the sheer understanding that we have done something that we couldn't have done otherwise except for the intervention of the Lord. So it benefits God. Thirdly, it benefits others. For this church at Macedonia, this church at Corinth, these Christians in Jerusalem were having a real struggle. And Paul knew it. And they were wondering, and there was such a divide between the Jews and the Gentiles. It benefited them. It relieved their need. Sometimes you see people, you know, that, that you come in contact with. I'll let you be the decider as to how that is through the Lord working in your life. But it will relieve their need. It will restore their faith in their fellow man, in you, in Christianity. You know, I don't know about you, but it seems that of all the faiths in America today, Christianity is the one that Hollywood and others have decided is probably the worst thing going. And yet, you and I know so many things. When you look at all of the, the benevolence that are done in communities and throughout this world, it's done through the Christian auspices. 
It's done by churches. It's done by people who are Christ followers. It's done by organizations that are parachurch organizations that are Christ-centered organizations. They're the ones there through the disasters. They're the ones there through the food services and so on and so forth. They're the ones. But it makes them, ultimately, verse 13 says, it makes them thank God. And then, fourthly, it benefits the church. It benefited the church in Jerusalem. It benefited the church at Corinth. Uh, all of that suspicion and distrust that, that was separating the Jews from the non-Jews just kind of evaporated. They came to realize that we are one in the Spirit. I'm going to tell you, it, it enlarged their fellowship. There are churches, you saw the reports, there are churches throughout this world that know Trinity Baptist Church has supported their mission, their ministry, where they are. When I was in Nepal this past September, I got a chance to visit with churches that understood we are supporting you and your church plants. And I got to worship with them, and I got to see their home Bible studies, and I got to see uh, their training centers as well. And it's amazing. It enlarges our fellowship. We begin to understand not only there's, there's not just American believers in this fellowship. We have believers from all over the world, from different corners and different parts of this globe of ours that are part of our church fellowship. We join with them in prayer, and they pray for us. How many times have I had churches that I've visited in other parts of the world tell me, we've been praying for your church. Thank you. Your generosity overflows to these churches. They understand. You heard Dr. Raul Armbrister talk about that great gift we gave back in July and how it's helped that the Baptist Ministry Center there in the Grand Bahamas and the churches. I'm still getting calls from uh, people, pastors in the Bahamas. And it's exciting. It's exciting. And that's only going to expand and enlarge to other places throughout the Caribbean as well as throughout the world. It enlarges our fellowship. God gave us these material possessions to give, not just for our cre creature comforts, but also to share with those with whom we come in contact who have these needs. These rewards are not always material, but it's the wealth of the heart. The, the fact that you and I are rich in love and rich in friends and rich in health. <clears throat> and believe me, for the past month and a half, I have been overwhelmed in, in my spirit by all of you and people uh, that I've known through the years who are located elsewhere. The, that, and I know that I've got to be one of the wealthiest men in the world because of the wealth that I find in not only in the love that's being demonstrated toward me, but in the friends that I have, in the help that was offered, the assistance, and you continue on. What we do for others, understand we do for God. No one is ever a loser because he or she is a generous giver. Amen. Never. Amen. And you've been generous. Don't slack up. 
continue on. We got things coming up in, in the year 2023 that are going to uh, literally expand your horizons. God has given me healthy. The doctor told me, he said, you know what? You're going to have more energy than, than you've ever had. <laughs> now Paula said, oh great. <laughs> so pray for her. Why do we do these things? Because of verse 15. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Now there's something interesting about that word indescribable. That word is not found anywhere else in the Scriptures. It's like the Apostle Paul was saying, I, I just can't, I can't wrap my hands around it, I can't wrap my mind around it. I can't wrap my heart around this concept of, of God doing what God did because in the preceding verse he says, because of the surpassing grace God has given you. The surpassing grace. We are grace givers because of the grace that God has demonstrated toward us. I don't get it. I have never understood. It goes beyond my finite, limited human understanding to to really fully get, grasp the idea that the creator of this entire universe would create this planet, the third rock from this sun, in this solar system, in this galaxy, and would populate it with us who are created in His own image and would send His only begotten Son from eternity and have him step down into this time into a limited fashion to give his life on the cross so that we, by faith through him, might have access to the creator of the universe. And if you can explain why he did that, I'll listen. But you can't. Because grace is unmerited favor. It's getting what we don't deserve. Do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Grace never looks for a reason. It only looks for an opportunity. So every day of 2023, you wake up in the morning and say, Lord, give me an opportunity. Give me an opportunity to share my faith. Give me an opportunity to share my life. Give me an opportunity to share whatever resources you've blessed me with and I'll do it. You do that every day, this congregation will explode. It will literally, we'll have to tear the walls down or something, add six more services or something. God's gift to us is the ultimate motivation for giving in Christ Jesus. So here's the question that I'm going to leave with you today. Can we who have received so much through Jesus Christ, be any less generous. Today, at the end, uh, in just a few moments, we're going to have an invitation. And it's, this invitation is for those of you who would like to unite with this congregation to come forward and pray with me about that. For those of you that have never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you would like to begin the year 
on a new journey. And I want to walk that journey with you. And those of us who are rededicating our hearts and minds to Jesus Christ, to lift ourselves up to the Lord, saying, Father, 2023 is brand spanking new. You've given me a new year. You've allowed me to see one more year, and I want to honor you through it all. Well, the invitation will be for all of us as well. Father, we just thank you so much for this time that you've given us, for this blessing that's ours in Jesus. Lord, we come before you on this brand new year, knowing that you are in control, you are sovereign. We are your people. We are the sheep of your pasture. You are the good shepherd. You're leading us, Lord Jesus, and we praise you for that. Thank you so much for Frank and Marie for their decision to come forward. Thank you for the other decisions that are being made even now as we speak. Be with us now. May we honor and glorify you above everything else. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless. Happy New Year. <laughs>